Taxes, tips, and technicalities. Ask the experts. The professionals at Advanced Underwriting Consultants answer the tax questions posed by producers. Question. My client took a distribution from her IRA in December 2021 and completed a 60-day rollover in February this year. Her first required minimum distribution is due for 2022. What account value should she use to calculate the RMD? Answer. Normally, when calculating the RMD, the taxpayer uses the account value at the end of the prior year to determine the correct distribution. In this case, because the money is in transit as part of an indirect rollover, the IRS has a special rule. It is described in Publication 590B. Outstanding Rollovers The IRA account balance is adjusted by outstanding rollovers that aren't in any account at the end of the preceding year. For a rollover for a qualified plan or another IRA that wasn't in any account at the end of the preceding year, increase the account balance of the receiving IRA by a rollover amount valued as of the date of receipt. So in this case, to calculate the RMD, the taxpayer would add the amount of the rollover that she completed in February 2022 to the December 31, 2021 IRA balance. Question. Speaking of RMDs, I heard there are new life expectancy tables that are to be used beginning this year. Is that true? Answer, yes. The IRS first published the new tables in 2019. They were scheduled to be used beginning in 2021 to calculate minimum distributions and Section 72T lifetime equal payments. The IRS subsequently delayed the effective date of the new factors until this year. In general, the new tables reflect longer life expectancies than the old ones. The practical results of the changes mean, first, for those who have reached the required beginning date for their qualified accounts, RMDs will be lower. Second, for eligible designated beneficiaries of inherited qualified accounts, RMDs will be lower. For non-spouse beneficiaries of inherited non-qualified annuities who elect to stretch, RMDs will be lower. And for those electing to take substantially equal distributions from a qualified account or an NQDA to avoid the pre-59.5 penalty tax, those distributions will be lower. But see the next question and answer for another change in this regard. One of the results associated with the new tables is not obvious. For example, assume that we have an NQDA inherited by a non-spouse prior to 2021 or an IRA inherited by a non-spouse prior to 2020. The new rules say that the life expectancy factor from the new single life expectancy table will be substituted for the old one. Here's an example. Elizabeth inherited her father's NQDA in 2020 and has elected to stretch based on her life expectancy. She turned 49 in 2021, so the original factor she would have used as a starting point for calculating RMDs is the age 49 factor from the single life expectancy table, which is 35.1. If the inherited NQDA's value at the beginning of 2021 was $500,000, her RMD would have been $14,245. For 2022, Elizabeth's initial factor for 2021 is changed by looking at the age 49 factor on the new single life expectancy table. That number is 37.1. 
So to calculate the 2022 factor, we subtract 1 from 37.1 to get 36.1. If the account balance at the beginning of 2022 is once again $500,000, the RMD calculation would be 500000 divided by 36.1 or $13,850. Question. Other than the new tables, have any other changes been made to so-called Section 72T distributions, substantially equal distributions based on life expectancy? Answer. Yes. Qualified plan, IRA, and non-qualified annuity distributions that are part of a series of substantially equal periodic payments made for the life or life expectancy of the employee or the joint lives or joint life expectancies of the employee and his designated beneficiary are exempt from the penalty tax. The IRS issued Revenue Ruling 2002-62 addressing rules governing this exception to the 10% penalty. The ruling sets out three acceptable methods for determining payments under a series of substantially equal periodic payments. One, the required minimum distribution method. Two, the fixed amortization method. And three, the fixed annuitization method. Each of these methods requires use of a life expectancy table. The regulations provide that the taxpayer can elect the uniform lifetime table, the single life expectancy table, or the joint and last survivor table. Once begun, Section 72T says the payments must generally continue for the longer of five years or to the taxpayer's age 59 and a half. Most commonly, taxpayers choose the fixed amortization method or fixed annuitization method to calculate Section 72T distributions as these yield the highest payouts. In Revenue Ruling 2002-62, the IRS prescribed a present value interest rate to be used of not more than 120% of the federal midterm rate. In recent years, 120% of the federal midterm rate has not been higher than 4% since 2008, and in some months was less than 1%. That meant Section 72T distributions were relatively lower than in a higher interest rate market. In Notice 2022-06, the IRS confirmed the three methods for determining whether payments are substantially equal periodic payments under Code Section 72T. The notice mostly reinforces the notion that the new tables are now to be used in making the Section 72T calculation. However, there was another surprise adjustment. The IRS said the taxpayer can elect to use an interest rate assumption of 5% in the calculation. The result is that those choosing to start Section 72T distributions in 2022 or later will be able to take higher withdrawals than they have in the recent past, thanks to Notice 2022-06. Question. The life insurance company is insisting on getting a completed Form W-9 before sending the proceeds of an inherited non-qualified annuity. This seems unnecessary. Is this a legal requirement? Answer, yes. One non-tax reason that financial institutions, including insurance companies, are required to identify their customers, in part through harvesting tax IDs, 
is related to the Patriot Act, see Section 326 of the Act. The IRS also requires a financial institution, including insurance carrier, to collect and then verify a taxpayer's tax ID. If the proper steps are not followed, the carrier is subject to a penalty. Eventually, if the proper TIN information is not obtained through the steps described in the chart, the carrier must make backup tax withholding of 24% on taxable distributions to the person who has not provided a tax ID. Question. I have advised my 75-year-old client with a substantial IRA balance to make charitable gifts directly from the IRA using the qualified charitable distribution technique. The insurance company is going to send the client a check made out to the qualified charity. Is this procedure acceptable? Answer. Yes. The situation is similar to a direct rollover of a qualified employer account to the client's IRA. The qualified plan administrator may choose to send a check made out to the IRA custodian in care of the client. The client will be responsible for delivering the check to the IRA custodian. Even though the process may take more than 60 days in some cases, the procedure is a direct rollover rather than an indirect one subject to the 60-day time limit. The logic validating the process is that the client is unable to do anything other than to deliver it because the client is not the payee. We believe that logic extends to the QCD situation where the IRA check is made out to the charity but sent to the client. Want more? The attorneys at UAC are available free of charge thanks to your relationship with Advisors Excel to help you answer the tough tax and technical questions posed by your clients. Contact your VP of Advisor Development at 866-363-9595 for more information. Are you looking for a way to strengthen your relationships with clients and prospects? Consider subscribing to AUC's monthly publication, Golden Bullets, at advancedunderwriting.com newsletters slash golden hyphen bullets. Advisors Excel is not affiliated with Advanced Underwriting Consultants, nor do we guarantee the accuracy or quality of their services. This article is designed to provide general information only on the topics covered. Producers are ultimately responsible for the implementation and use of this information. Discussion of securities and securities transactions by those lacking the appropriate registration places their insurance license at risk. The information contained in this article is not intended to serve as the basis for any financial or purchasing decisions. All clients should be encouraged to consult a legal or tax professional regarding the applicability of this information to their unique situations.